Welcome back to Louis Body and Mindful Caregiving. I'm Crystal Joukowsky, your host, and I hope that you're doing okay. I'm wondering what self-care you decided to do last week to make yourself feel a little bit of joy in this sea of challenges. Um, I ended up getting on the tractor and mowing a whole bunch of native grasses and wild seeds that were around the property. And then I decided to mow my own lawn and uh, get a lot of physical energy out because I was just feeling like I needed to move my body and hopefully shift some of the weight that I was feeling off by moving. So um, it felt good. And I ended up just collapsing in bed at the end of two different nights because it took two days to get all of it done. And um, it was just wonderful. So that's what I did for self-care. I moved myself and did just, and it was kind of meditative to drive up and down and see the plants just, instead of being four feet tall, they're all, it's just a beautiful mown field. There's something about freshly mowed grass. I grew up and we had sod farms when I was a kid. And anyway, I'm rambling on. Um, today I really want to talk about travel and Louis body because it's a, it's a big deal. And I, it's not just Louis body. It's anybody with a form of dementia or, um, other mental challenges. Um, my mom, I always stick with me and my mom, because quite frankly, that's the example that I know intimately. My mom, <clears throat> I stopped letting her travel by herself. Um, a year ago, because she would get so anxious when she went to the airport that she would shake and she would shake so bad that I thought she was going to fall over and I would get her a wheelchair. And before I made her stop traveling by herself, the wheelchair, like I would get her into a wheelchair at the ticket counter and they would take her to the gate and then they would get her down onto the, onto the plane. And then a wheelchair would meet her on the other side and then take her to the baggage claim where one of my siblings would be waiting for her because that's what she would want to do. She wanted to go see her siblings or she wanted to go to see my kids and her grandkids and whatnot. So, or my siblings, <laughs> her kids and her grandkids. So we facilitated that with just the wheelchairs. But then as before we even had the diagnosis and things progressed, she would she would get so stressed that she actually canceled a couple of trips. She said, I just, a week before the trip, she said, I just can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. And so she canceled it. And it was a surprise, a shock to me because she had been really looking forward to seeing her grandkids. And like, there are ways that we can make it easier, but it was just simply too much for her. So now Whenever she wants to see the grandkids, they either have to come here, which is kind of challenging. One sibling has four kids. So my, um, one of my siblings has four kids. Um, and then another sibling has seven kids and another one lives in Texas and has one kid. And, and, um, it's kind of hard to bring all of them here so that they can see her. And it's <laughs> kind of easier to take her there and let her go spend time in their realm. But the thing is that 
there's a lot that has to go into it to be prepared. Early on, it was just, okay, I will fly with you to get you there. And then either my sibling will fly back with you to get you back home or I'll come in and get you again, or I'll just stay in town. It means that you're buying three round trip tickets. You're buying one round trip for her so that she can go to and from. You're buying one round trip for somebody to take her on the front end over and back. And you're buying another one on the back end to get somebody over and back. And that's all just so she can spend a little bit of time with grandkids. That's just the travel part of it. Then you have to think about their comfort. With dementia, sleep is unbelievably important. Sleep is like... If they get a decent amount of sleep, generally speaking, their symptoms will be a little less dramatic. So with my mom, when she doesn't sleep, her hallucinations are way more frequent and more disturbing. Her Parkinsonian tendencies, the head tremor and the handshakes are way more pronounced. She's more forgetful and she feels more off kilter when she doesn't sleep. When she does sleep, all of those are minimized and reduced. It doesn't matter. She's on the same amount of medication, and that's wonderful. That medication works really well if she's well-rested. The dosage doesn't change when she doesn't sleep, and yet the symptoms are so much more dramatic. So sleep is important. Well, what does your person need for their sleep environment? My mom needs a clock. She needs a clock because in the middle of the night, she wakes up and she wants to know what time it is. And if she doesn't know, then she gets out of bed to go find her phone so that she can then check the time. If she can just roll over and look, then it's easier for her to go back to sleep. Back to the sleep is important. Then you add, my mom has a CPAP machine so that she because she had sleep apnea and she was stopping breathing seven times an hour. So that, that stopping sleeping uh, or breathing meant that she wasn't sleeping very well. And it meant that there was a major problem and believe it or not, sleep apnea can be misdiagnosed as dementia because when you're not sleeping, you are more forgetful you are more likely to be confused and struggle. Uh, if you're older, the tremors can be more dramatic just because you didn't sleep well. I mean, it is hugely, it's ridiculous. So sleep apnea, if you go get tested and you find out that you are not sleeping well at night and that you are stopping breathing, then you can go on a CPAP machine and this will help push air down your airway and Keep it open so that you breathe easier and you sleep easier. And now my mom wakes up in the middle of the night just because she wakes up, but not because she's not breathing. She checks the time and she goes back to sleep. So now we need an alarm clock and we need her CPAP machine. Well, then we need a bathroom and we need it close by because she can have accidents at night and she's on the cusp, not really ready to wear depends because she doesn't, that's, that's part of the dignity part for her. 
So we need a bathroom. Well, the bathroom needs to be close, but not only that, we need nightlights and the nightlights can't be so bright that they don't let her sleep. So we need a nightlight in the bathroom to help her find the restroom in the middle of the night in a new place that she doesn't know so that she's not waking up and confused and frustrated and having accidents. So now you've got an alarm clock, you've got a CPAP, you've got nightlights, and then she really wants her phone close to her. So we need to be able to charge her phone near her CPAP so that she's good to go. And then temperature. I mean, she likes a fan. My mom needs that white noise to help her sleep. She has a CPAP machine, but it's not quite loud enough for white noise. And she likes the fan blowing. So when my mom goes to visit her siblings or my siblings, then I need to send ahead and say, hey, these are the things that you're going to need in mom's room just so she can sleep. Now that doesn't account for anything else throughout the rest of the day. What does mom need as far as her medications? What does she need to get around? Is she going to be steady? Or is she going to need her cane? Will she be confused because it's a new place? Just the sleep environment alone is the challenge. The sleep environment is going to feed into everything else. We are going on a trip to Switzerland. It is a bucket list trip for my mom. We asked her what she wanted to see, what she wanted to do. This was three years ago. And she's told us. So we put together this trip. Well, it's three years later. And guess what? In that three years, the original trip was a whole bunch of walking tours. My mom can't do a walking tour anymore. My mom can barely walk through Walmart leaning on the grocery cart and then needs to lean on me to go out to the car. In three years, it's shifted that much. So what do I need to do to help my mom through this Switzerland trip? Her sleep environment is hugely important. And I have to figure out what does she need throughout the day? Do we need a wheelchair? Do we need to cut back? And instead of doing walking tours, maybe we do a driving tour. What if she's tired in the middle of the day? What if she wakes up one day and she's got hallucinations that are super strong and she just doesn't feel like she can leave the hotel? How do we make sure that she still has a wonderful trip and gets to see everything that she wants to see while respecting her energy levels and the other symptoms that she's going to have? And that's just her. Don't forget the fact that she's outside of her own element. Now, most people with dementia, if they're in their own routine, they are much better. They are able to function. And you might think that they are pretty dang normal because they are in their routine and the routine gives stability. So they don't seem forgetful because it's their everyday routine. This is what I do every day. I get up and I do this and then I do that and then I do this. So that routine helps them feel normalcy, normalcy and look more normal. But we're going to be taking her out of her routine. And if I can't provide any of that routine because it's not her own space, everything is going to be new. It means that her anxiety is going to go up. Her confusion is going to go up. And I need to manage that. I need to help and support in that confusion. She could go into a form of psychosis where you have more hallucinations and everything increases because of the lack of 
the normal routine, which means that I, as the caregiver, need to ensure that I have any support systems in place. I have a plan. I need to think through everything. So every morning it's a check-in. Hey, mom, it's going to be a check-in. Hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? What are you thinking? And then throughout the day, I will be checking in on her. How are you feeling? Do we need to go back to the room? Are you good to keep going? Would you like to just sit here for a little while? Is there a chair around that my mom can sit on? Is there a way for her to take a break? The stress of making sure that she has everything that she needs for this trip is overwhelming. I thought I was doing good. I thought I was doing okay because my husband and I would sit there and we would talk about all of the different contingency plans. But I'll tell you, as important as sleep is for my mom, it's important for me too because I'm the one who mentally and physically, emotionally has to be able to process everything on her behalf as well as my behalf. And if I'm not sleeping, then how am I going to function and take care of her the way that she needs it on this trip? So we're coming up, we're getting ready to leave and my fingers are crossed. I think that we've planned for everything. I think that everything will be okay. I'm, we have travel, um, the, the converters for the plugs. We have her CPAP. We have everything. I have snacks because she's got diabetes and we want to make sure she doesn't tank. So I have protein bars that we can help her through it. We have water for her CPAP because it's not just a CPAP machine. You have to have specific distilled water so that it doesn't damage the machine. So many, so many things. I think that we're ready to go. I think that we'll be okay. I am stressed. I am nervous. I'm wearing my shoulders as as earrings because I'm just like, are we going to make it? It's going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. I hope it's going to be okay. But I'm stressed because I want to make sure that she has a good time. In the same aspect, I know that this is the right thing to do because I know that it's a gift that she will remember. Because of my mom's dementia directives, she will not be completely forgetful by the time that we choose to help her move on from this life. So how will she do outside of her routine, outside of her normal surroundings? I don't know. There's also this phenomenon where they perk up. They perk up for the first couple of days um, because it's something new and they're trying really hard and then they crash. So it's entirely possible that we'll get on the plane and that we'll go and she'll perk up and she'll seem pretty normal. But three or four days into the trip that she crashes and I need to deal with that. But I won't know until we're in the middle of it. And that's just the frustrating part of dementia and her Louis bodies. When you have your person and you are traveling, you know them the best. So I encourage you to find the ways that you can support them and give them as much normalcy and routine and sameness as you can. My sameness can come in the form of her sleep surroundings, making sure that she has what she needs to be able to get a good night's sleep so that we have a better chance of a successful trip for both her and for me so that I'm 
less worried about her because she actually is doing really well and I don't have to worry so much. Another thing I want to say, if your person is on medication, you have to have extra medication. I took my mom to Utah to see her grandkids and we got stuck in a massive snowstorm in um, February of 23, being stuck at the airport for eight hours with an anxious person with dementia. That was fun. And I, by fun, I don't mean fun. I mean, it was an experience because she had to know that I was totally relaxed. I was totally calm, that I had it covered and she could just sit there and not have to worry about anything. I paid to get us into one of the lounges so that it would be a quieter environment and she wouldn't feel people stressed as they were trying to find another flight. I didn't have extra meds for her. It meant that I had to get her home. If I had had extra meds for her, I would have been able to just get a hotel room and stay for a couple of days to let the storm pass. Or I may have been able to find a way to drive home and let it take a couple of days, but I didn't have medication. I only packed her exactly what she needs. It's a lesson I learned. So on this trip, we're going for 12 days. I have 12 days of meds and I'm putting that in her carry-on so that we have it with us at all times. And then I have another set of medications that is going in our care in our checked bag. I'm doing that so that I know that no matter what, I have extra medications so that if something were to happen, if she has to go into the hospital, if um, our flight gets canceled for some crazy reason, whatever it is, I know that I have enough of the medication that is going to be okay and help her through it with us. And I'm not going to stress out as much. So many things to think about, so many things to be aware of. You like make a spreadsheet, figure it out. How can you know all of the things that you need to do when you want to travel with that person or when that person's just going to be out of their comfort zone? It makes life easier for you because I know that I can relax knowing that I have enough medication, that her sleep situation is going to be okay, that I know what we're doing every day. And it's easy to cancel any one of those excursions because she wants to stay at the hotel. And what am I going to do at the hotel? Because normally at her house, she watches TV, she plays her computer games, and she reads on her phone or her Kindle. So how do I simulate that environment? In Switzerland, I take my laptop so that I can plug it into the TV so that I can play MASH or Magnum PI or whatever it is that she wants to watch that day. I bring her Kindle. I bring her phone. I make sure that she has those games and other distractions. She likes to do puzzles. So I may take a puzzle or two so that if she is in the room and doesn't want to go anywhere, we could do a puzzle together and she would be okay. Think about the things they normally do. Think about their routines. Think about the things they eat, the comfort foods, the things that bring them peace. And those are the things that you try to bring along. I don't know how this trip is going to go. And I will gladly come back and give you an update on what happened. And hopefully I've 
thought through all the plans. If this, what's my plan A? What's my plan B? What's my plan Z? Hopefully it'll go really well. Hopefully she'll perk up and she'll be able to enjoy the majority of it. Hopefully it is perfect. And yet, if it's not, it's okay. Because I just got to roll with the punches. So I'm going to go on this trip. I'll come back to you and let you know how it went. And in the meantime, I hope that you do a little bit of self-care. Find something new. Take care. And until next time, we'll see you again on Louis Body and Mindful Caregiving. Thank you.